again, and welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So what do the greatest generation, boomers, Gen Xers, and millennials have in common? No matter your generation, at some point in life, you may find yourself a dual member of the sandwich generation. So what is that exactly? Is it simultaneously having your parents disapprove of you and your kids be embarrassed by you? Not quite. Instead, it's a term coined in 1981, originally referring to women in their 30s or 40s who cared for elderly family members while raising their own children. But quite a bit has changed since 1981. As families have kids later and seniors live longer, today's sandwich generation is older, predominantly 40 through 60, and it includes plenty of men. So no matter your age or gender, if you're supporting a child and have an elderly parent, welcome to Club Sandwich. And ooh, I know that was a groaner even for me. Regardless, for everyone in the sandwich generation, time, money, and balance are in short supply. Why? Well, by definition, the sandwich generation provides support. And there are many kinds of support to provide. Emotional, financial, instrumental, aka tangible help, like driving someone to an appointment or bringing over a casserole. But since this is a psychology podcast, today we'll focus on the many emotional challenges in a life where, figuratively, you find yourself dealing with a crustless PB&J in one moment and a meatloaf sandwich the next. So for all of you sandwiched between the generations, here are four sandwich states plus how to deal. Sandwich state number one is exhaustion. The hottest commodity to sandwichers is time. Unsurprisingly, over one-third of adults with a parent 65 or older and a dependent child feel constantly rushed compared to just 23% of other adults. And this makes sense. If you're trying to manage your own life and career, plus jet between a kid's soccer game and a parent's house to make sure the fridge is stocked, sitting down can feel like a luxury. So try this. Be the coach. Caregivers almost never reach out for help. But it's important not to conflate exhaustion with a job well done, nor to think you don't need help because you're the one doing the helping. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you're a caregiver, think of yourself as the coach of a team, not as every single player. Recruit as many people as you can to help care for all generations. It may take time up front, but think of it as an investment. Start a small neighborhood babysitting co-op or a school carpool. Ask long-distance relatives to order groceries or pay bills online for the seniors in your life. And if you can afford it, Go ahead and hire a cleaning service or a dog walker for yourself. Fewer tasks equals less exhaustion. Best yet, kill two birds with one stone by involving millennials who haven't quite flown the coop. A record high of 21 million millennials live in their parents' homes, and almost one-third of adults ages 40 to 59 fully financially support at least one grown child. So, Take an all-hands-on-deck approach to sandwich caretaking. You can have grown and even not-so-grown kids contribute to familial obligations. You can simultaneously shorten your to-do list and nurture the value of pitching in. Next, try this. It's trite, but take care of yourself. 
a 2003 meta-analysis found significantly higher levels of depression, stress, and diminished well-being among caregivers compared to non-caregivers. But stressed and depressed caregivers aren't the most effective. So there is profound truth in the airline instruction of putting on your own oxygen mask first. But what exactly does take care of yourself mean? Well, sometimes it's even a stretch to do the basics, sleep, exercise, eat real food, and try not to crank through the day with caffeine and shut it down with alcohol. You may not check off all four basics every day, but try. And if you dare, aim higher. See your friends, remember them? Read a book or play hooky for an hour or an afternoon. Sandwich state number two is resentment. And this is a tough one. Trying to distribute responsibilities equitably is hard, but little shifts now can prevent big resentment later. So try this. Be specific when asking for help. A 2001 study found that caregivers' depressive symptoms can be reduced by support, but only if the support matches caregivers' actual needs. So instead of saying something vague like, I need you to pick up some slack around here, ask specifically for the kind of help you need, whether it's finding a lawyer, communicating with doctors, or watching the kids. All this said, if you release a task, let that person do the task. Don't micromanage unless there's a health or safety issue. And it might not be done the way you'd pictured, but imperfection pales in comparison to resentment. Plus, you get the relief of a shorter to-do list. Sandwich state number three is worry. And worry, by definition, is always about the future. It's the what-ifs and the what-next. And it's hard to talk with aging parents about touchy topics like decline or debts. So often we worry instead of taking action. So try this. To turn the worry into a useful conversation, try a technique we've talked about on the podcast before. It's called unified detachment. And it works like this. Instead of approaching a topic as adversaries, you against them, instead, frame your conversation as the two of you standing unified together against the problem. For example, what should we do about this financial trouble? How should we approach this failing kidney? What should we do when this house seems too big to maintain? Unified detachment is also a great tool to use with kids. Ask them how the two of you can work together to solve a long-standing problem, whether it's procrastinating about practicing piano, too much screen time, or too little studying. Finally, while you're turning worry into action, get everything on paper. A will, a healthcare proxy, power of attorney, DNR paperwork, a plan for guardianship of kids. The more you can get in writing, the less uncertainty, and therefore the less worry you'll have later. And finally, sandwich state number four is surprise, happiness. I bet you didn't expect that one. But surprisingly, adults in the sandwich generation report happiness levels nearly identical to those who are not sandwiched. Despite balancing so many responsibilities, happiness, it seems, is mostly a matter of perspective. To wrap up, the three-ring generational circus may be stressful, but theoretically, you do it because you love these people. And that's not nothing. Loving relationships are the cornerstone of life to be enjoyed and to be grateful for. So add a little teamwork, planning, and self-care to that gratitude, and you'll manage the sandwich squeeze with grace, sanity, and maybe a pickle on the side. 
So this week, I have a big announcement. I am writing a book. It'll be out early 2018, and I invite you to be a part of it. If you have a story about overcoming social anxiety, I'd love to hear it. You can share on Facebook or email me directly at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com. I love hearing from you. You are smart, strong, and resilient, and I can't wait to see what tips you have for me. Thank you so much for listening. This is Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. I'll see you back next week for a happier, healthier mind.